This is Trail Tales, a running podcast. Here are your hosts, Sean Soban and David Waters. We'll discuss everything to do about running. It doesn't matter if you're a new runner or an experienced racer. The stories and guests at Trail Tales ARP will keep you entertained. From the trails to the road to the track. If it's running, find it right here on Trail Tales ARP. Run wild! That's right, Sean and Dave are back together here. And this is a very special episode, guys. This show is all about David's journey over the past 365 days and more. And it's going to climax on October 25th with his very first 50 miler. So Dave, I got a lot of questions. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today and in the in the upcoming recording sessions. But let's go back to a year ago. Where were you at with your running and what kind of things did you do to, to kind of spice things up? <laughs> well, a year, <laughs> thanks dude. Um, a year ago, I was getting ready to run uh, 50 kilometers with you. Actually, I had just come off of, uh, running my half marathon, uh, which was, which was great. I mean, I was, I was in nowhere near, you know, the shape I needed to be in to, to be quite honest, to even get under two hours. Like, the fact that I got under two hours totally surprised me. Like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in that, I wasn't in that shape. I had literally started Mathetone training um, probably about a month before I ended up running the half marathon. And uh, yeah, with, and if anyone doesn't know what Mathetone training is, basically it's, it's slow aerobic heart rate training. That's basically what I was doing. So a year ago, that's what I was doing. I was 35 pounds heavier than I am now, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was some pretty crazy, crazy times in my running. I wasn't, uh, I, I didn't know we were going to go. I was kind of like kind of lost at sea without an oar, and I needed to kind of figure out kind of, you know, what my next step was, essentially. Yeah, and you know, it's important you say that because... Um, you've said this in the past, and on the last show I just did with uh, two-time Olympian Kadivas Robinson, you guys both had the same thing. It's find out what your why is, right? And it sounds like you found your why, that why, that reason why you're doing it. You know what I mean? That It'll give you that direction. It's almost like that, uh, like that beacon of light that you're following, you're going towards, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we can get into the the whole kind of reason why um but uh i mean we can do that now or we can do that whenever you want sean but uh yeah i agree i mean that's you know that's the thing if you have a big enough why you can endure anyhow right yeah and that's just really what it comes down to well let's get into it a little bit so i guess the first why question is why mafetone training uh well mafetone training um, i i knew about it years ago and i wanted to do it but my ego got in the way got the better of me and I thought that if I was going to run fast like if I was going to run a fast marathon I needed to run fast all the time and so I did and I did that for two years and the first race was great first marathon was awesome second one sucked and uh kind of set me off onto a different path and I realized that you know what if I train you know by heart rate I can achieve so much more, not get injured, lose a lot of weight, be fitter, healthier, happier, and my love of running will be will be there because I'm not dreading 
going to the track and doing 800 meter repeats or, you know, these fast runs all the time. I just, I wanted it to be a positive environment and a safe environment for me to go back to so I could fall in love with a sport that I, I started off. Okay. And it seems like all those check boxes have been checked by you through this past year from what I know. And I, I got to give you kudos, Dave, because, you know, training the way you do, it takes, first off, a lot of time. It's a big time commitment because you're out there for, you know, two plus hours a day. And you're a workhorse because you have been doing it every day. And you've been doing it in all kinds of weather, man. Like, I remember last winter, I was I was visiting a friend and and sure enough, there you are running down the road. I saw I saw your bright uh, day glow green shirt. Like there's Dave out for his run, and you're out there for like you know two hours that day, and it was like minus thirty or whatever it was. And you're a workhorse, man. You've got no quit, and I think that's that's amazing, and it's inspiring to to see from the sidelines. So so way to go on that, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's it's something that I've I've always done because i'm like here's the thing you can run in the confinement of a on a treadmill for me if i'm out on the road running in that environment then i'm preparing myself for race day i'm preparing myself to endure whatever that race is going to be and so if it's going to be a long race and the weather turns south on me well i know that I've run in nasty weather yeah. and I know that I can do it and I can endure, right? That's what it comes down to. So, and it does, again, it doesn't cost you any money, right? So it's like, uh, I don't have a treadmill, so I'm going to run outside. And, you know, I've got this race that I'm going to be running and I can't take, you know, a day, like I, I cannot not run. So I need to put in the time, I need to put in the effort and I'm just going to make it happen. And I'm not going to look for a reason why I can't. I'm going to look for, you know, the solution of how do I, how do I fit that into my day? And yeah, make you make work. it a priority, that's, right? And I think that's, I that's one of the things for people who, who are successful in, in keeping to a training, no matter what their training is, whether it's running, whether it's, you know, martial arts, whether it's cycling, whatever it is, or just going to the gym, CrossFit, you name it. If you make it a priority, you will find a way to get it into your day no matter what, right? You get creative. And if it's not, if you're not making it a priority, then like you said, you're going to find the excuses. You're going to find the reasons why not, why you can't do it. And that's really up to the individual to kind of figure that out on their own, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I well, mean, I could be still sitting on the couch. <laughs> you know, I, here's, the, here's the thing. If I mean, if I didn't say yes to this way of right. training a year ago, I wouldn't be where I am right now. I'd still be lost at sea. Yeah. So you know, that's, October 25th. That's the way I look at it. You know, as of this date, that is two days away. We're on the 23rd right now. And your original plans were to run, you had signed up or registered for a 100-kilometer race. And that all got uh, covid yep. <laughs> So, So you said, all right, well, <laughs> yes, I, gotta, I still want to go out and challenge myself and do something. So you've devised your own 80-kilometer uh, route and it's it's a really unique route because you're doing your first half, which is is going to be quite difficult. You're going through the Boyne Valley um, Provincial Park system. You've got river crossings. You've got mud. You've got dirt. You've got elevation, rocks and roots. There are a lot of technical areas in that. And you're doing half of it there. 
And then the second half is going to be a little bit closer to home. You're going to be on the pavement. So you're kind of getting all the elements of running really um, in this in this ultra that you're doing. So how did this how did you um, come about to plan this route that you made? Uh, well, it started off one day I went out for a run and I took a I wouldn't say a wrong turn, but I, I kind of went, hey, where does this go? And I went down this this embankment. Next thing I know, I'm at a river. And then I'm like, well, where else does it go? And the next thing I know, I'm, I'm in the river, wading my way through in that rail. And before I knew it, I was like, wow, this is really cool. And I ended up, you know, running, you know, a river section, uh, a section in the original park. So in 1970s. Uh, that's when the government bought the land. Uh, I think 1970. Yeah, they bought it in 1970, and uh, they. I guess they set up some original trails, but they're long abandoned from anyone really looking after them, other than maybe you know the mountain bikers. And I was like, this is really cool. Like nobody, like I don't know anyone that's ever been here before, and so thinking, wow, where else? Like, where, where does this take me and how do I get out of here? And over the course of, I'd say, a couple of weeks, like like running on the weekends and stuff, I actually ran a bunch of different sections that I didn't even know existed and was like, this is amazing. I love it in here. And the elevation was good. The open, like it's just some of the areas like that I'm running through are going to be just, just stunning. And you're alone. Like nobody goes, like I never saw anyone, you know, I never saw footprints or tracks like where I was going. And I'm like, this is amazing. I feel like I've just discovered something that nobody ever knew about. I mean, obviously they had, but like, it's just really cool. So over the course of a couple of weeks, I said, look, like race is canceled because we, you know, I did that interview with, uh, with Jeff at Happy mm -hmm. Trails. And since it was canceled, I was like, all right, what am I going to do? So I started kind of saying, okay, well, look, I can run in this Boyne Valley Park. What else, you know, how, how many kilometers can I do? So I started to run and run and I'm like, okay, well, it's cool. I can do 20 and then I can do 30. And then I'm like, well, what if I ran to the trail? And I was like, that'd be kind of cool. So that way I could just kind of walk out my front door, walk to the end of the street, and then I could start. So I'm like, okay, well, let me run there. So I ran there and I'm like, okay, well, that would be kind of a cool front section. And then I thought, well, what about the elevation? What about, you know, river crossings? How do I string this together? And so I started to kind of piece it, you know, one run at a time. And then I'm like, I think I've, I think I've got something here. I think I can string it together, make it one big, one big adventure and have a lot of different places that are going to challenge me. And look, I don't, I don't necessarily, after I've been on the trail running, running on the road is so difficult mm -hmm. because you're coming off of all of this elevation gain and now you're on the flats and then your mind goes, well, look, there's no reason to walk. You, you got to run. And it's, it's going to challenge me because those sections are going to be hard. I mean, not hard because it's a flat section, but the mind, the legs are going to be really feeling it. And my mind's going to be like, run, 
Like you got to run. There's no hill here. You can run. And so it's going to be, I wanted it to be as hard as I could possibly make it, which is why I've got river crossings, why I've got the elevation gain, while I've got, you know, flat road sections, uphill road sections, and why I have all of those elements, because it's like any surface, any distance, let's just make it happen. That's right, because you're going to be conquering it all with just your two feet. That's right. right. Absolutely. Which is, which is really cool. So all in all, how long would you say it took you? Like, how much time did you invest in in discovering this this route that you've made and planning it out? Well, I mean, I, I mean, I could I could say that I've been thinking about it since the summertime, which is true. Uh, however, in terms of actually, you know, running like running each one of the sections, I'd probably say. I went out and I went running probably seven, about seven or eight times. Okay. So I could string it all together. Okay. That's the amount of like running, like running. So seven runs and how many hours? I don't know. You know, one run was four hours. One run was three hours, a couple of three hour runs. So, yeah, I mean, so obviously clearly, you know, probably let's say a good, maybe a full, a full work week. Okay. Of like 40 okay. hours let's so say. this this is this has been well thought out well planned um which which is great because you need to do that in order to to, to succeed right so um let's talk about you know let's let's break this down a bit so i imagine you're gonna be starting off pretty early in the morning um probably while it's still dark outside so you know what have you planned for your your gear your kit that you're going to be using for your lights and what are you going to do with those lights when the sun does come up like you know, food stashes, where are you going to put those? What are you going to use for nutrition? Let's get into that because, you know, this All is, right. this is uh, exciting stuff. And I think people want to know. <laughs> sure. Sure. Absolutely, man. Like, um, so I've, uh, I've gone, yeah, it's good. It's going to be cold. It's going to be minus one Celsius. So it's going to be below, below freezing. Um, so it's good for everyone who's in the U S it's obviously going to be around 30 Fahrenheit. Uh, so when I start. So I'm going to be running just, I'm running in shorts, running in a t-shirt. Um, and I'm going to have arm sleeve warmers okay. uh, that I've used in the past. So I'll have those on. And the reason why I'm running in that is because I, it's going to warm up. So Sean, you and I have talked about this. When you run, you warm up like 15 degrees at least based on just yeah. running. So when I'm running, it's going to be like 15 degrees out there. I'm like, all right, that's, that's fine. I don't need to change anything. I just need to get running. So that aspect, I, I kind of have, you know, dialed in. I've, I have done training runs in some nasty weather. And I did a video um, on that, you know, I think maybe four or five videos ago. And yeah, it was nasty. I've run in, in freezing rain. I've run in ice pellets. I've run in, you know, like crazy 80 kilometer hour winds, like just soaking me to death, like miserable. And so I know what it's like to run in that. So I've prepared. So I've, I'm going to be running with a ja uh, with a, a pack. So I've got, you know, two bottles in the front and I've got a bladder in the back, like a two liter bladder. Okay. So all that will be filled up with uh, noon uh, capsules, right? So that's already been kind of pre-made. And uh, so it'll give me all my electrolytes, my sodium, potassium. So I'll have all of that. Each Each one of the tablets has... Uh, 360 milligrams of sodium and one and 100 milligrams of potassium along with other things as well. But that's mainly the two. 
Um, so, so yeah, so every hour I'm going to be consuming 500 mil. Uh, that's, that's what's happening. Uh, so I plan on having a number of aid stations. I think there's like four aid stations that I have. Okay. And I'm going to be, I've already mixed up the bottles and I'm going to have like uh, two liter bottles and one liter bottles at certain points of the race. So that way, when I finish my, uh, my water, uh, one hour later, boom, I can grab, you know, I can grab the next one because I know that I'll be at that location. So I'm just going to stash it in the woods and I'm going to have uh, uh, my salted uh, potatoes uh, out there as well in a Tupperware container. Just going to put it in a plastic bag. I mean, no animals are going to get in. It's in a Tupperware container. It's going to be in a bag and I'm going to hang it from a tree. Right. So, I mean, no one's going to be getting into it. So, but at the aid stations, I'm going to be taking probably about 15 minutes. So as I run, I think I'm going to be running without a vest, like without my pack. I'm going to probably pick up my pack at around um, 13 kilometers. Okay. Uh, because that's kind of when I, I get into the trail and I'm not going to see a road section for quite a while. And so, yeah, I'll just pick up my pack um, as I go over the river. And so, yeah, so that's happening at that point. And then, yeah, so my, I got my water. I've got, you know, locations along the way. And, um, yeah, and as I go, I'm going to be eating... Okay, you ready for this? I'm ready. Baby food. Baby no food. kidding. Oh, banana? Um, yeah, so there's going to be some banana. There's going to be some sweet potato. There's going to be um, squash, you know, things like that, right? Yeah. And the reason I'm doing that is because uh, it's, it's going to give me everything that I need, and I can't eat Is it just too yeah, much sugar? Or? Um, the gels, yeah. Like, it's just... They don't sit well in my stomach. Okay. And I, I, yeah, like I've tried, I've tried to train with it, but it's, it's made me sick over the years, like to the point where I'm like throwing up. I'm like, I just can't do it. Yeah. And that's important. You gotta, you gotta, you can't be putting stuff into your stomach. That's going to cause you grief when you're out there. Right. No, exactly. And, and running with, uh, running with baby, you know, having baby food, it's already kind of like in a pureed fashion. So my stomach doesn't need to to work so hard to digest it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted I wanted it to be easy on my stomach. I wanted to get a hundred calories in, and I wanted to um, to make front. I want to front load everything so that way, in the in the last half of the of my run, I don't have to worry about necessarily eating because the not the next section, like on the back half. I'm going to be consuming tailwind. Okay. And tailwind is great because it's going to give me my calories I need along with my sodium, potassium, and everything else. Uh, however, it's going to have caffeine in it. Right. Um, and I can't be ha- drinking that all day because, I mean, they recommend that you don't run more than six hours with the caffeinated version. Okay. And plus, that's so, that's gonna that's gonna cause some diuresis too. So you could potentially even end up losing fluid, and that's not really something you want to do, right? Yeah, exactly. So I wanted I wanted to kind of keep it. So I wanted to kind of break it up a little bit. Gonna eat. I'm eating a lot on the front end, and not so much on the back end. Okay. And have you calculated how many calories total that you're going to be consuming during the event? Um. It's probably going to be, I think, maybe around, you know what? I wrote it down, 
and I oh, don't have. Uh, did you just get that emergency alert? Alert. No, that was you. Oh man, no, that was you. Daylight time. Environment Canada has issued a tornado warning for our mobile coverage area. So we're under a tornado warning oh, right now. But this, yeah, the sky is looking kind of nasty. <laughs> what? Why is there a tornado? I'm like, I'm, oh, in, no, I'm in Brampton right now, and there's no. Oh, oh, yeah, it's yeah I'm, awesome. uh, I'm looking out my backyard window, Dave, and uh, I know we're kind of off topic here a bit, but uh, the skies are looking pretty ominous. Yeah, so. Oh, are they? Because I, I just, I okay. just left. Yeah, just be careful coming ago. back, that's all. Oh, yeah, yeah, I will. I mean, I had to go down, I had to go down the office and okay. do some paperwork, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. So, yeah, so in terms of calories, I'm thinking, Sean, like, because a couple of people have asked me. Um, one of the things, I'm very, 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 very fat adapted. Yeah. Okay. So you, you know, when I go out for, a yeah, run, I mean, I I've eat. run, I think I ran at 20 K with you anything. when you were fasted. Right. So you're like 40 hours yeah. into a fast or something. So, so, so yeah, exactly. So for, I'm not necessarily worried about eating only because I'm so fat adapted that I'm, I'm going to be running based on math, like my, you know, obviously I'm going to be paying yeah. attention to my heart rate and based on that, I'm going to say I'm probably going to be consuming, let's say, somewhere around 100, about 100 calories an hour, let's say, maybe 150 calories okay. an hour. That's probably what it's going to end up working out to be. Um, so if we want to do the math, you know, uh, let's say, you know, let's just say I'm, I'm going to burn 200, 2,000 calories, right? Let's just say, let's just say that that's going to be the number. Okay. So, you, I mean, again, and you've got, you know, like you said, you're fat adapted, you've got the stores, you're not too worried about bonking out or anything, I guess. So, which is good. And I mean, in the latter half of the race, I mean, if you get into dire straits, you're close to home, right? So you can stop off and, and get some nutrition if needed, I take it. Yeah. Like I'm going to have like an emergency stash okay. with me, like yeah. in my pack. So like I have my, uh, my salt capsules. I have those, right? So, you know, I'll have those with me. I'm not worried about my electrolytes. I think my electrolyte level and my fluid levels, I'm going to be perfectly right. fine. Like, I, I'm not worried. And here's something else that, and again, I don't, you know, you know me again. And I, I don't drink any pop, right? Mm -hmm. I don't drink pop ever, really. I bought um, a couple of small cans of Coca-Cola. So I'm going to have that at some of the latter stages just in the event that I needed to just drink some right. flat Coke, right? Just as that sugar rush. Um, because ideally at the end, I want to be running. I want to be running the, the last, like yeah. I want to be running, right? I don't want to be hiking on the road. Like I want to be running, right? Like I'm, I'm treating this as a race, even though it's yeah. only me, but I'm treating it as a race because Next year, I'm doing a hundred miles. Yeah. So this is almost like a like it's a litmus test for you, and you want to give it, you know, a race effort, which is great. You know, it sounds like you're really gonna kind of kind of test your abilities here and, and see where you're at with this with this type of effort, this type of distance, which is really exciting. Uh, Dave, let's take a quick break here. We'll come right back and we'll keep going. So it's been it's been a little hard, guys. Uh, running through the Boyne, I mean, just kind of reflecting on 
kind of where I've been and how far I've come. It's, it's never easy. If it was easy, everyone would do it. For me, it means everything. I just want to inspire others. Overcome your challenges. Live your dream. And make it matter. We got one life. We got one life. Do what you got to do. And leave it all out in the trail. Because really... It's all there is to me right now. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh. All right, guys, we are back. I'm here with my co-host, Dave Waters, and we are talking about his upcoming 50-miler slash 80K race, depending on where you live and what system you use. And um, we've just been talking about Dave's strategies and his nutrition right now. Um, and it sounds like Dave is pretty dialed in with everything he wants to do, which is great. Um, so, Dave, I want to ask, um, having put all this thought and planning into your route, into you know what you're going to wear, into your nutrition and everything, um, what challenges are you anticipating that you might run into? Um, I think the challenge I'm going to have, and uh, well, the challenge I, I'm going to have is my is my thoughts based on food. Okay, that's one of the things because again, like I don't eat when I r- normally run, and that's just one of those things. It's like I've had to do some practice runs running with my nutrition, like having a V8, right? Because I'll have one of those as well. And having, you know, baby food and eating dates and kind of forcing myself to eat, that's going to be, that's probably going to be a really hard thing for me to do because I'm not just not used to doing it. Right. The, the other thing that I, I'm probably going to be struggling with is when I hit those road sections, I know how my legs are going to be feeling because I did that one run thing. I did four and a half hours and that was the one week that I did two 30 kilometer runs, like almost three days, like three days, like two, sorry, one day apart. And, uh, I know how my legs felt while I was running that second uh, 30k and on now on the trails, it's not so bad. It's honestly, John, when I get to those road sections, it's hard mentally. Like it's hard mentally because I know I can hike up a hill. Yeah, I get it. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be huffing and puffing. But when I hit road sections, it just feels like my legs are going so slow that I'm not even moving. Like why even try to run, you know? And it's going to be having to push through those straight, boring sections of nothingness, right? Nothing to keep me occupied. Because at least when I'm running on a trail, I'm looking where my feet are landing, I'm thinking about all kinds of things, yeah. right? But when you're on a road section, you really, your mind can just drift and it can just go wherever it wants to go because you're running on a road. So that I think is, uh, is going to be a really difficult time for me is, is hitting those sections because the wind, you know, may pick up and, you know, that's going to be, that could be a factor. I mean, who knows what, what's going to be a factor on the day of, but when you're in the trees, it's quiet, like you don't have to deal with the elements as much. Yeah, it's true. And, and the other thing is too, when you're, when you're in the woods and you're on the trails, you don't really like pay attention to how far you've gone. It kind of just happens. 
You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it seems to be easier to run distance in the trails. And that's been my experience anyways. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, I a hundred percent agree yeah. with you. Absolutely. Because when you're, I found myself looking at my watch on those flat road sections, like probably a hundred percent more than I would be if I'm on right? the trail. Because I, I can't look at my watch necessarily that often when I'm on a trail. Because if you do, you're going to end up eating exactly. dirt. <laughs> exactly. And, right? and you don't need any more nutrition. You have that planned out already. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't need any more. My pH level is fine. Like, I'm good. I don't yeah. need any, you know, nothing exactly. else. <laughs> so, Dave, yeah, I so, want to ask, like, during the run, do you think it's going to be feasible for you to record some snippets of what you're going through during the journey and then we can put that into the show because that would be really great to kind of have that that element right to kind of really be there with you in the moment yeah absolutely absolutely i will uh that's one of my that was one of my plans while i was doing this because i thought like i'm always thinking you know how can we make our podcast like great like how can we make it even better than it is today right and I thought, well, if I'm going to be running this, you know, why not, why not, you know, record a little section a couple of times throughout and to kind of give my real kind of feedback as to, you know, how I'm doing out on this crazy, crazy run. Ah. Because it, it is crazy when you think about it. It's only, it's only been a year and a month and I'm running right like 80 kilometers. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like it's, it's insane. Yeah. And just the different mindsets you go through it. Like when we did our 50 K, you know, we had our, our upbeat moments, our, you know, kind of uh, delirium moments, then, you know, our kind of suffering moments. So it'll be neat to just kind of capture all of that as it's happening, you know? Yeah, absolutely. There's, I also created a PDF file. Um, so people could kind of, follow along or join me on the run because there's a few people that have said that they wanted to join awesome so anyways i created i created this pdf of uh, a map of where i'm going to be what time i'm going to be there how many kilometers it is to that point um how long that's going to take me on that section and uh and where my aid stations are and where parking is so i've kind of laid it out for everybody so that way they can either cheer at a distance or come out there and, and run a little bit of the trail with me that's awesome dave you know what if, so i've tried to uh if you want to send that to me i can definitely put it up on our website too so people can get it from there nice and easy yeah for sure absolutely yeah, i can do that awesome so yeah yeah it's gonna be uh, oh man so what are the next two days <laughs> just, just talking just, just talking about it i'm like i'm getting all like wound up oh now. yeah <laughs> so we're, I'm, I'm home that day so i'm definitely gonna try to make it out with the kids and cheer you on at some point I don't know when that will awesome. be, but uh, we're definitely going to be there for you. And um, awesome. what do the next two days hold in store for you now? Um, well, right now I'm working, obviously. So, I mean, I, t- I just went for a walk today. I've run, I did two 10Ks this week. I did, um, yesterday I did six kilometers. Today I didn't run. Tomorrow I'll probably do like a five kilometer shakeout kind of run. Just going to get the legs. Um, just, you know, just just to feel the legs that they're there and I'm not, you know, I'm going to do okay. Okay. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, so in terms of that, I'm staying hydrated, like drinking a crap load of water and electrolytes and staying on top of everything, um, I think is really important and then getting a good amount of sleep. So yeah, I'm, I'm down at the office, do some paperwork, 
I'll come back home. I'll get to bed early tonight. Um, and then I'll probably, I'll probably crash early and then, uh, I'll wake up and then tomorrow it's going to be a combination of, um, just locating, like taking all of my stuff and, you know, uh, microwaving the potatoes and getting them all ready and then taking them out onto the trail, um, to where I want everything to be labeling everything. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, cause Julie's going to come out and Katie's going to come out and one of our friends is coming out and. We're actually just going to go along the route and we're going to put everything to where they, where it needs to be. So that way I'm ready to go. That's all. So ideally, ideally it's, everything's very chill. Everything's very relaxed. I have my clients. They already know that I'm, I'm not going to be available on Sunday. So, um, so that's okay. And, um, yeah, so it's just going to be a nice, nice, quiet kind of lead up to, to the event really. Good. So there's still a little bit of work to do, but it sounds like you've got some help. So that's going to be good. Um, one last question, Dave, before we, uh, before we uh, end this talk. And the next time we hear from you, it's going to be from out on your run, which is going to be really neat. And uh, I'll put it all together to make a great show for everybody. Um, but have you thought much about your post-run meal? Uh, yeah. It's going, to be a, it's going to be a Beyond Burger. Nice. It's gonna be a, a it's gonna be a Beyond Burger, and I'm gonna have one of those Grosch uh, Rattlers. Um, that's what I'm gonna have <laughs> after, <laughs> and along with who knows, probably a bunch of chips and and I don't know. We'll figure it out. I mean, I I do crave avocado. Yeah, I know that may not be um, what a lot of people want to hear, but I crave them. So the you know obviously that will be a factor as well <laughs> there you go so so uh beyond burger and a celebratory beer and maybe some avocados or guacamole on the side <laughs> yeah yeah exactly awesome <laughs> i could i could definitely go for that yeah be, uh, no doubt <laughs> awesome dave well we're we're going to be sure to to see you and be out there cheering you on and uh, we'll get that pdf up on the website where else can people find it um they can probably go to uh the plant powered runner um facebook page okay uh, just you can just type in the plant powered runner on there or you can find me on instagram at the plant powered runner underscore like a very the very last thing is underscore yeah so the plant powered runner underscore um because i'm actually putting um instagram stories up on my instagram and i've been doing that all week awesome um which has been really cool i've actually been experimenting with it it's been been a lot of fun good good so yeah so I'll, that'll be putting together and then i'll also be putting together my uh youtube video that will be going out there as well at uh, the plant powered runner on youtube awesome so there's going to be lots of coverage for this for this event and obviously this show is going to be uh broadcast after the run so i'll be um putting that information out there on our trail tales ARP Instagram account as well for everybody to see and on Facebook and, and again, the, the website. So uh, the information will be out there for everybody. And Dave, uh, I'm wishing you all the best of luck on this run. Can't wait to hear, um, you know, your thoughts while you're out there and then uh, we'll get in touch after the run when you're feeling up to it and uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Oh, very good. So Dennis has joined me. Ryan is pacing me. Dennis is on the bike. And we are on the last, what am I at? 16. I'm almost at 70 kilometers. 
So it's uh, it's basically almost go time, guys. I'm gonna do my best to run as much as I possibly can. I'm feeling it though. My body's feeling it. My heart rate's good, but the physical body is uh, it's a challenge, guys. It's a challenge. But like I said, just get out and run. Is this the 50 mile man? This would be the crazy individual who thought 50 miles would be a good thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Dave, first off, this is my first time actually speaking to you. We've texted a few times, but I just want to say congratulations, buddy. You did it. And uh, there was never any doubt in my mind that you would be able to complete it because you're a workhorse man. But uh, it was no easy feat, eh? Uh, Sean, that has to be the single hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life physically. It, 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 it took, it took everything I, I had, man. Like I had, so it was, it was hard. It was, it broke me open in so many ways. And I went to some dark places and it was, it's still processing, you know, like it's still so raw. Like my legs are still sore. My brain is sore. My head is like, everything is, I'm finding new parts of my body that I didn't think, you know, were there, you know, like a muscle that like, wow, there's a muscle there. (laughs) It's just crazy. (laughs) Oh man. I bet. So I don't even know where to start, Dave. Um, I just want to let everybody know that you went back to the seat of the crime and you went up Murphy's Pinnacle twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was That's today. Button punishment. <laughs> yeah. So Murphy's Pinnacle is is this really lovely scenic area in the in the Boyne Valley Provincial Park there. And it's a pretty steep hill. You get to the top and you've got this wonderful, wonderful view. So you hiked up that twice today and that's uh that's on its own is, is rocky and slippery. So how did that feel? Um, well, I honestly, to be quite honest, I was not planning on going there. I literally was on my, I mean, I had to do some work stuff and on my way to one of my appointments, I had to pick up my water bottles. Cause I kind of, for, I kind of, one of my aid stations was still in the bush. So I was, oh. I went back to go get those. And then next thing I know, all like i mean i was done for the day at this point i just and i turned around i was going to go home and next thing i know i'm i'm in the park and i'm 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 walking and i'm like what am i doing like what like why am i here again and i had some unfinished business and uh you'll see that in the video when i put it out i can't i can't tell you that part (laughs) okay well i'm looking forward to seeing that as i'm sure as everybody else will too so, all right, let's, uh, let's just break it down, you know, kind of moment, well, not moment by moment, because that's like over 11 hours, of moments, <laughs> but let's break it down section by section. So let's start from the beginning. So you started this off by stepping out onto your front porch. What time of day did you leave your house? I was late. Um, I think I got out of my house at like 5.30 something or other, and I did, I walked 
to the end of the street. And I did a little video clip there. And it was like, I'm going to do something crazy today. And there's nobody to see me off. Like, it is just me. There's nobody else here. There's no car in the road. There's no, there's nobody. It's just me. And I was like, this is so like every single run that I always do. Like I always start off by myself, every run that I, like I, that I start, but it was really eerie because first off it was dark. There was no cars. Like there was no traffic at all. And we started to have flurries for the first time. And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, Sean, now what? Like, seriously, I was, I was hoping it would rain. There was no wind. Like when I started, there was no wind at all. It was just, it was so calm and beautiful. And I'm thinking, thank goodness, because it could have been a windy, blustery, stormy day with the rain pelting me. And I would have been absolutely miserable to start with. So I am just grateful that the gods up above, you know, showed me some mercy. Yeah, you gotta, you know what it takes uh, to be successful and stuff. You gotta have, you know, talent, determination, all that stuff. But you also need some luck. So it's a good thing you had a little bit there. It would be nice if it was, you know, above freezing, but eh, I went with that. <laughs> yeah. So the first part of the run, you were, how far was the first section to actually got into the trail system? Uh, nine, basically not nine point something kilometers. Uh, to okay. when I then turned and went off into uh, a loop uh, course. So I had to run through the big part of the Boyne Valley that's just kind of open meadows. And there was like mm-hmm. a tractor kind of trail that kind of goes through all the bush um, or grass, whatever. And then it leads to uh, the the woods down below. And yeah, it's a short little, it's a short little clip, like run through there but it takes you down uh down by the boyne valley river and it was dark man was it dark so i didn't play any music until i hit that point before i went into the woods and i'm like i'm a little creeped out because <laughs> because this isn't even a trail that people would hike on like i don't know when the next person would ever go down this trail would be that's how kind of remote this section of the trail is. And I wanted to go and get it out of the way first. And I didn't have my trail shoes on. I was still wearing my ultra torrents. And the reason I wasn't wearing my, like my trail shoes, because I did all that country road section, like on the pavement and then, you know, on the gravel, like gravel roads and stuff. So I hadn't got to my aid station to change my shoes. <laughs> so yeah, I just kind of went through the woods with my turns on and man, it was creepy. Like my headlamp was, was, was blazing through all the trees, but um, I had to have the music on because just being by myself was a little eerie uh, to say the least. But then when I got down to the water, I turned it off and just listening to the water at nighttime or like early in the morning without any light, that was a totally different experience. It was so calming. And I literally just felt like I belonged there. It was really neat. 
Yeah, and that's that's a that's an experience that is pretty much priceless. You can't you can't recreate that. No, not a, not at all. <laughs> yeah, not at all. So that that first section before you end up getting your trail shoes on, did you end up uh, having any difficulties with the terrain at all? Was it you know was the ground slippery at all? Um, yeah, to- it was it was very slippery. There was ice on the rocks, uh, ice on the leaves. Um, there was you know there was mud underneath. Um, so I, I was going very, very gingerly through that section as much as I could. Uh, it was, uh, <laughs> but then when I started kind of walking up, like I had to go all the way down to the valley, like down to the water, and then I had to come all the way back up. So going up, it was just kind of a regular hike. So it wasn't too bad. It was a lot of rock. Um, and then there was some grass, um, mixed in with that, but the mud was, was really not a, not a factor at that point. Through that portion, um, before you got, I guess, to your aid station, did you have any river crossings at that point? No, it was all it was all good. So I, I basically had about twelve and a bit kilometers of. It, my feet were fine, no water, no anything. Okay, that's yeah. Good, that's, that's, not, that's not too bad. All right, Dave. So let's. Uh, let me ask you. Um, what kind of challenges did you run into? Like uh, things, you know, you can you planned out every single detail of this of this ultra run like from start to finish to every minute detail you had a schedule everything so were you able to keep on with your schedule well i started off i was 15 minutes late <laughs> so yeah. right off the hop i totally lost 15 minutes so that sucked and in my head so so beyond that how how to go okay beyond beyond that how did it go um well i lost a i lost I lost a bit of time throughout the whole race, but it's not for reasons that you would think. Um, so being an ultra runner um, and running through the woods at night and everything else, when you start early in the morning, um, your bowels haven't moved. <laughs> like I haven't gone to the washroom yet. And um, so that was a little bit disconcerting, but you know, you bring the toilet paper with you and you just kind of run until you got to go. So a lot of those kind of stops um, really kind of slowed me down. Um, but putting on my shoes, I had a problem at the first aid station trying to find my shoes because it was all dark. So I was like, where, where, where is it all? And everything looks so different at night. And so I'm trying to find And anyways, I eventually found it. And um, I had a towel with me. So what I was going to do is I was going to go down to the water because this is the river cross at 12... 0.5 kilometers or whatever and i was literally going to take take my my shoes my shoes, like just like take them off after just putting them on like half a and literally take them off and walk thought who in the right flipping mind would be doing that <laughs> so i basically left the towel in the bag left it in the bush and with my shoes and i just literally ran almost knee deep through the water um, to the other side, freezing. It was like flurries were happening and I was going through the water going, what the heck am I doing? But anyways, I went, I went across. So yes, I've, I lost some time at that. And then as I went through. Hey Dave, sorry about that, buddy. Yeah, that's okay. We're back. <laughs> we're back. All right. So do you remember where we were? Um, yeah, you were asking me if I had lost any time and I was talking about how I lost time because I was going to 
you know, take my shoes off of the water. And then I had a towel with me. And I was like, who in the right mind would do that? Like who would, who would actually take their, put their shoes on to run like, I know less than half a kilometer to run through the water or like run down to the water, take your shoes off, cross over with your bare feet to like end up stepping in mud on the other section, wipe your feet down, put your socks back on, put your shoes back on and go who in the right mind would do that. So I'm like, why? (laughs) So anyways, I ended up just getting down the water and just literally running through knee deep in the water. (laughs) And um, now as I came out of the water and I went up this embankment, this hill um, now, remember when you and I did a river crossing at the Boyne years ago? Yes. Okay. I was south of that. So oh. as we, as we pulled into the park, like as we pulled into the park, we were just, I'm literally just south of that, like probably about half a kilometer. Um, and there's a secret trail that runs along the riverbank. So I went through that section now, there was so many trees down from the storm the previous day. I couldn't believe it. Like, I, I, I'm running and I'm running into trees. Like, I, everywhere I was looking, everything looked so different because there was so many trees down. There was so many leaves down. Some places I couldn't even see the trail. And then at this one section, I ended up in this one area where... In one of my videos, I talked about being lost in the woods. Well, I ended up back in the section of being lost. I could not see the trail for the life of me because all of the freshly uh, fallen leaves had come down, blanketed the, 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 the ground, and the trail literally disappeared. Like any trail, it was literally yeah. gone. And the thing is, in this section, nobody ever nobody goes through this section. Like You maybe get some dirt bikers every now and then, and... But I've never, ever seen anyone walk. Like, I've never seen footprints. And here I am. And I'm like, I'm trying to make my own my own way through this section. And then all of a sudden, literally, because I can't look ahead. I have to look at the ground. And as I'm looking at the ground, my headlamp is looking at the ground. And I literally ran into this tree, like this massive, massive oh, no. tree that had fallen and I was like oh my gosh like kind of wiped out there and then uh I kind of and I had to pull myself together because I'm kind of like you know you kind of get freaked out because you're by yourself you're in this area you you know you know the area but I don't know it anymore it's dark nighttime wildlife I got one headlamp and I've got trees down everywhere and I can't see the trail like yeah. it, 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 it was kind of freaky. <laughs> no kidding. That must've just totally discombobulated you. And the funny thing is that that storm you talked about, we're, we're recording that day. And if you recall, I had that tornado warning come on my phone and we, we probably picked it up in their previous recording. So at that time, like when that wind came in, that's when all those trees were getting knocked down and we were talking about your run. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly it. That's, yeah. that's the day it all happened. Oh man. So how, like, how did you, how did you navigate that? How did you know where to go? Or you just kind of like no caution to the wind and keep on moving? Well, I originally found it by being lost. So I originally found it by being lost. So I thought, okay, I kind of grouped and went, okay, if I can, in my head, if I can find my way through it one time, 
without ever being there before being lost in the springtime, uh, surely to God I can do it at nighttime after running here many times. So I, I just kind of put one foot in front of the other. I just kind of kept on going. And then I eventually made my way to a section where I thought I, I, I don't know. I, I thought I saw something and anyways, it was, it was, it was a little section of the trail that um, was kind of cleared away, I guess. It, it, nothing had covered it. So I kind of made my way through there and then I realized I was going downhill and I knew that this downhill section was a lot of loose rock and shale and gravel and stuff. And um, I started to slide down a little bit. So I knew I was in the right place. And then I get down to the bottom and I'm going through the valley. And then I had another stream crossing and I thought, you know what? I really don't want to go through more water again. You know, let me just, I'll just go over the, the, like the wooden bridge that I'd been across a couple of, I mean, it's not exactly the most sturdiest bridge, but um, it was like very, it's like logs cut in two on site nailed down and it must have been done like a hundred years ago <laughs> oh wow it's like a cheap and dirty bridge oh literally literally and um and i'm walking and i'm going across going across and then boom <laughs> down i go my no yeah because it's all ice and my foot went all the way through two of the like the like the like the pieces like the the i don't know the steps or whatever you call them the planks and so f- hold on, did your foot went through the wood? Yeah. Like it was rotted out? and you just... I guess I stepped on the one that just, I, I oh, did, just went down. Oh man, did you, that hurt? Uh, yeah, actually I was, fil- <laughs> I, was fil- <laughs> I was filming at the time. No way, so we're going to get to see this. You have to put that in the video. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's on both of, both of those times where I was running in the tree, I ran into the tree. And then my leg going through, that was, yeah, that's all on film. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it was, it was crazy, man. Like, I, I, and the mud that I was going through, like, I, at some points, I, I couldn't film. I couldn't do anything. I, I just could try to figure out which branch I was going to grab onto to pull myself up because there was leaves on top of mud that was sopping wet with water. Like, it was, it was a recipe for disaster. And so I looked at, like, I was looking at it. I'm like, I know, I know this hill. I think I know this hill. There was a couple of, I had to do a couple of takes because everything looks different at night with, you know, all the leaves down. So mm-hmm. I hit this one section. I went, I know, I think, I know there's a hill coming up. And I had to stop for a minute and went, wait a minute, is it there? But I had to listen to the water because I knew there was a section that I went away from the water. And then as I turned, I'm like, oh yeah, that's it right there. And I'm like, so I took one or two steps to go up and I'm like literally on all fours again. Um, oh, that was, oh, that, that was the thing. I had to crawl. I ended up crawling across that bridge that I was telling you about. You're kidding. Yeah. Like that's when the foot went through. I ended up crawling yeah. the remainder of the way. Um, Is it, was it just because you weren't like sure of the bridge anymore? I couldn't or? stand up You couldn't because it was all ice. Okay. It was all I, wow. it was all ice. I didn't know what was going on with my leg. I was like, oh my god! But I had my calf sleeves on, so the calf sleeves really helped um, okay. with any scraping or whatever. Yeah, I got a little bit of protection. There. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm walking up the hill, I ended up on all fours again because I there was so much mud. So I actually had to go off route a little bit to kind of do this climb through the trees 
and just hold on to branches and pull myself all the way up this. It was, yeah, it was, it was a little bit of a mess, but, uh, but I got up there and so, and, so go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, what's going through your mind at this point? You're like, you're literally crawling <laughs> in, the, in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going through your head at this point? Like, oh, this is great. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking now I understand what these ultra runners go through. You have to th- yeah. think. You have to problem solve. You have to figure your, sh- your stuff out. Um, yeah. Because you, because I'm the only one there. Who else is going to figure it out? So I'm literally going, okay, Dave, one step at a time. I'll, I'll get up. I'll, I'll get through this. No problem. I'll, I'll do it. But it may take me a little bit. So I started to lose time. And I was looking at the sunrise because I was trying to catch the sunrise because the sun started, it was starting to come up. Very, very, okay. very, very low light. But I, 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 I lost the trail at another section where it got, it, yeah, I kind of got turned around a little bit. And then I ended up in the meadow um, in this one section and again, down by the water. But everything, all the grass had like literally was flattened like literally flattened. So again, there was no real trail anymore. It was just this grass meadow. So I was stepping on things and I had no idea what was good, whether I was going to step into like a mud bog or what I was going to step into. So that was a little freaky. I got through it okay, but I, that's what was going through my head. Like who's going to pull me out of here and is my shoe coming with me <laughs> or am I going to have to yeah. dig it out? That's what was going through my mind. So I worked my way through. I end up now. Remember when you and I walked up that hill um, on Prince of Wales Road, and we were kind of walking, yeah. and you know that bridge that was there. Yeah, okay. that's the bridge I came out onto Prince of Wales Road, and then right from there, then I went right up that embankment, back into the trail, and made my way all the way over to um, Murphy's Pinnacle, and falling okay. uh, two more times. On the pinnacle, like up up the hill. Um, I didn't fall on the hill or anything like that, but you know, um, the the grind, you know that um, uh, the section. There's a section that goes from Prince of Wales Road and it goes up to Murphy's Pinnacle. That was the one that you ran. You you actually left Victor and I that one time, and you had yeah, to go back, to back. And you ran back. Now, when you get up the when you get up that hill. Then you've got that flat section that has all those like all those roots in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah. I fell two more times okay. through that section. Man, was this was this fatigue or just the light was so crappy you couldn't see? <sighs> the light was crappy. Everything was covered in, in leaves and ice, and my my legs after after that climb, my legs were a little were a little tired at first. So my my feet weren't. Uh, I wasn't picking them up fast enough. And uh, I just, I just kept going down and I was just, I was getting fed up. And um, at this point I'm like, I got to go to the washroom. Like, I I mean, I got to go. And I ended up, yeah. So I kind of lost time. I had to go twice before I even got to the pinnacle, um, which really sucked. Like I, that's not a long section, but, but yeah, I had to go twice. And then that, added up more and more time so by the time i got to the pinnacle i was about 40 some odd minutes behind okay and i'm like well this sucks doesn't it because the sunrise had kind of come up and it was 
I didn't see it crest. Like I didn't see the crest of, of the sun, of the sunrise. I got there a little too late. I think I got there close to, I don't know, probably around eight o'clock and I should have been there. Was it eight? I don't know. It, I was behind. <laughs> I was, I was behind. Maybe it was only 20 minutes behind when I got there, but uh, then I kind of did that section all the way down to um, uh, first line. I kind of that so I get to the I get to the pinnacle, and when I get to the pinnacle, I'm hiking all the way up, and I finally get up there, and this is some dude, some guys just sitting there, looking at the sunrise, just chilling. Wow. So here I come up, I'm blazing, I'm yelling at myself, and I just to get myself up. And he goes, "Are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm just fine. I'm I'm doing an ultra marathon. He goes, what's that? And I go, um, you run really, really, really far. Something longer than a marathon. He goes, how far is a marathon? I go, well, marathon's a really long way too. And I just wanted to answer the one question. I go, I'm running 80 kilometers today. And he's like, yeah. And he just looked at me, and then he went into this whole conversation, and I'm like. I'd love to stick around, but I gotta go. I I gotta go, go, go. And so he goes, "Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Have a good time." And and then I left him. So, um, but yeah, that's that was the only person that I had seen. <laughs> um, oh man, I, I you probably weren't planning on seeing any strangers. Long no, long. I mean, I wasn't expecting to see anybody. I mean, like, no. who's going to be there at that time? <laughs> right, yeah. it's still dark. Gone through a pretty tough go up to this point, but now you're kind of in more familiar territory i guess was your mind easing up a bit a little bit now because you know you're on a section now that has a very well-defined path it would be pretty hard to lose that path are you feeling a little bit more comfortable now with where you're at in the run yeah actually i once once i got to murphy's pinnacle i was i was kind of relieved i'm like okay i'm here and then i got this great downhill section it's gonna it's it's gonna be awesome and I'm like, it's time to fly. And so I just went. And it felt great. Actually, at that point, I was feeling a little tired after I got to the top. But then the downhill, I just bombed it. I was feeling great. No problem. Well-defined path. No mud. No anything. It was just beauty all the way down. And then there was another tree that had come down on the trail. It was, And it was another massive one. Um, and I filmed that one. I mean, obviously, I saw it. And, uh, at this point, and you know, my hydration, I was, that's one thing I, that I could talk about because I'm trying to sure enough. I mean, it's only at this point now I'm about 20 kilometers in, but, um, yeah, to make sure that I'm, I'm hydrating and, you know, me, Sean, I, like, I, I normally go out and run for two hours and not take anything with me. Right. Mm-hmm. Go and, and be out there. I need to make, I'm hydrating um, things to, to keep making sure that I'm moving forward. Right. So that's, that was kind of all new for me. I mean, yeah. new, not, not new. Like I didn't know it was new because I don't normally train with food. Yeah, exactly. You, you knew about it. You had it there. It just, it, you know, not, not doing it on a regular basis. Like, okay, I have to eat now. Well, yeah. And it's like mine, you know, it's minus one. Like it's freezing. Okay. It's freezing in Fahrenheit yeah. and Celsius. Like, it's cold out there and I don't want to drink. Like, why do you want to drink when it's so flipping cold outside? Um, so, I mean, I really had to 
force myself pretty much to to drink and it was fine i was there was no issues but i just it's the reminder okay you need to drink i was trying to drink every 20 minutes and i was that were you able um, to do that i think so i think to to a degree because by the time i got to the 30 kilometer point i had everything in like i had everything done that i needed um to refill again but um i hit some some low points um after i hit the 20 kilometer mark so from 20 to 30 or 31 i was like you know this is what are you what are you drinking dude that sounds awesome no, uh, you know what? I'm not drinking anything. My daughter actually had all her wisdom oh. teeth out today. So I'm, I'm getting her pain oh. medication for her because she's That's due. what it is. Oh my gosh. She, I, she had all four. I was like, I hope you can't hear me, but like, she's due. I got to oh get gosh, it for her. Oh my gosh. It sounded, it sounded like ice cubes. Oh, imagine that. That would have been, that would have been okay. <laughs> um, that's Sorry okay, to um, So, yeah, so I I had a I had some low points. So from twenty to thirty kilometers, it was a rough section because there was like open grassy fields, and then it got really, really, really muddy. This is on the east section of the course, and uh, okay. I was I was reaching a point where I really needed to see some friends. Like I really needed to see people because I had been out there for. Oh, I don't know at this point. I was, uh, I mean, we're over three hours now. And I'm like, okay, I need to see people. And then I started having yeah. some, you know, it started getting emotional. I had a couple of moments of like, I feel flipping awesome. This is I'm like Superman. And then other moments of like, I should just quit this. Like, what, like, why am I bothering? Like, I'm just doing this for me. It really doesn't matter because it's just me. And then, I'm like, oh, I got to go to the washroom again. So the thought kind of went. So again, I'm like, I can't believe I got to go do a, do a number two again. Like that's three flipping times. I'm like, so yeah. that was frustrating. So, you know, I hang everything up, like I take my vest off, hang it on a tree and, you know, put my glasses, you know, there and, and get it all. And go off, do my, go off on the trail, do my business, you know, dig a hole, get rid of it and stuff like that. And then, yeah. and then I come back, I get my vest on, get everything on my glasses gone. No. I couldn't find my glasses. I'm like, okay, well, and, and so the first thing I did, because they always tell you when you get lost, stop moving. <laughs> so I literally stopped doing what I was doing and said, okay, take it easy. We're going to find this. Just get on your hands and knees, get the light on the ground and don't go too far from where you are. Cause you might like crush them. So I'm looking and I'm looking at me 15 minutes to find my glasses. They had oh, fought, man. they had fallen and they, there was, you know, how you, oh yeah. You yeah, know, okay. when on, 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 on trees you get these like little branches that shoot off yeah, on the, like at the, the base like of the tree like little suckers suckers yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it had fallen and got trapped it got stuck on one of those I had, on my, had it on my back but I wasn't thinking when I grabbed my pack like when I grabbed my pack I, I didn't think about my glasses like I that I had taken them off right. and put them there so I guess when I took my bag um, off I guess it fell 
and it fell on one of the one of those. So when I'm looking around, it wasn't on the ground. It was about, it was about I don't know, maybe half a foot up from the from the ground. And and of course, oh, and it, so it, you found them about 15 minutes later. So again, time yeah. is adding up. Time is getting more and more like it's it's disappearing. And all my, I'm just thinking, you know, all these people are, you know. I don't, and the thing is, I don't know who's coming to see me. Like, you know, is anyone coming to see me? I don't, I don't know. Right. Because everyone's, you know, everyone's yeah. working. They got their own lives. Like, like I had no idea. All I knew is my wife, my daughter and her best friend were going to come out and see me. That's all I knew. Um, and, and I had two pacers that were coming to join me as well. <laughs> Anyways, I'm working my way through. I found my glasses. I get out of that section, work my way up to this one area called Rock Hill Park. And it's about one kilometer or two kilometers away from my 30 kilometer aid station. And I get in there and it's, it's absolutely stunning, but it's so super technical, like crazy. It's, there's a lot of boulders. There's a lot of, uh, caves, um, crevices. There's all kinds of stuff in that section. Made my way through there. Um, and then when I'm, I'm walking on the road, because the road's going uphill, um, I hear this car come up behind me, but it's super quiet. And it's my buddy Steve. And he's my pacer um, that's going to join me for a little bit. And uh, he pulls up. So we talk for a bit as I'm walking up the road and he says, well, look, I'll meet you down on river road. And we'll do the little loop at the bottom there. So he drove all the way down the bottom. I went to the aid station, you know, filled up, refueled, got all new electrolytes, everything else, ate my potatoes and salt and all was good. I was drink eating baby food on the way, like just out of those little packages. So I could just suck them yeah. down. That was nice and easy. And then boom, I, I, I went down center line road down to river road and then to do a loop and that's when i picked up steve we did four kilometers around the old power station down in there this is yeah uh, yeah Mills? yeah oh wow that's a that's a, that's a yeah far way yeah to go. that's i end i end up far and uh when we were down there again the uh there was a massive tree that had fallen and the bruce trail actually rerouted their route around this tree because it was it was so no super massive, and I guess they didn't want to cut it because it looked really cool. It's great for videos. Um, I I have some yeah. pictures. I have some, or sorry, it'll be great for pictures, not videos. Um, I was videoing at the time, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was nice to have Steve because Steve joined me for four kilometers, and we were talking about you know, you know, how I'm feeling, and and just he's run hundred mile, he's run one hundred milers before. So he was just, you know, sharing some, some tips and, you know, just kind of encouragement. And it was just nice to have somebody there to talk to. Like it was, it was crazy. And then I hit the 40 kilometer mark while I was walking up that thing. And at that point there, it was five hours, 57 minutes for. So how are you feeling now halfway through? Um, Like, was that, was that like a bit of a mental victory saying, okay, I'm halfway done? It was. But it wasn't because I still had to climb up this flipping thing. And I had to climb my way all the way back up to my aid station that I was at at 30. And then I had to go 
continuously go up, 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 up the road section. And that's when I had a meant, that's when I had a, that's when I had a real breakdown. I just started to cry. Um, when I got to about 45 kilometers just before, <clears throat> just before the aid station, I just like, I just kind of cracked open and it was like air, all the emotion, all of that, all of those times people told me that I'm stupid or I couldn't, or you can't, you're an idiot. You can't do this. You're not good enough. All of those people in my past literally were like gnawing at me. They were there, right? I could see their faces and I was like battling. It was like, it was the weirdest thing, Sean. Like it was like, it was like, good versus evil the battle of 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 the heavens or something like it was just it was so real and so hard um to go through and just even talking about it now man i get welled up like it was it was deep and um I, you know i just kind of screamed my to myself you know i'm done with that i'm that's that that doesn't exist it's not part of my life you know, you're done. You're, you're, you're no longer part of my life. You're out, you're done. And, uh, by the time I got through that battle, um, my buddy, um, Ryan came up, um, and he was coming to pace me. And then he, I guess they, they had drove by earlier on and waved at me and he was running back up the road to meet with me. So then we could run down into the, uh, 46 kilometer aid station. So, when he kind of got up to me, it was really, it was perfect timing because I had that personal breakdown that I, I needed to have. Yeah. I knew it was coming. I didn't know when it was going to happen, but it was great because I was able to deal with it uh, on my own terms and no one else was around. It was just me and all that negativity that no longer exists. I feel much lighter for it too. Yeah. And, and you know what, Dave, thanks for sharing that with us. And, you know, it's, you've seen it on t-shirts before it says running because it's cheaper than therapy. And I mean, it looks like you went through some therapy there, all that stuff that would had been sitting in your subconscious that you had dealt with in the past all came bubbling up back to the surface. Right. And there you go. You had to confront it and it sounds like you did and uh, you're victorious over it. So, so I'm going to applaud you on that. Thanks man. It's, uh, it's, it's raw. You know, it's, it's, it's real. And, you know, if anyone's yeah. listening to this, just know that you can overcome yours as well. Right. If you, if you want to, you can, you can let it go. Right. And that's what I gave myself permission to just let it go. Um, so then on a happier note, Ryan was there and we ran into the aid station and then Steve came back to join. And then Steve and, and Ryan both came to run um, into the Boyne with me and we did um, yeah we did a lot of the Boyne together it was really cool actually running in there so uh, it was nice to have the two guys there and um, yeah there was a lot of a lot of laughter there was a lot of uh, storytelling there was a lot of uh, camaraderie there was a lot of uh, encouragement and uh, that section was just it was beautiful so from about 45 kilometers all the way back up to Murphy's Pinnacle from the bottom of the valley um it was just uh, it's just absolutely glorious there was there was rocks and roots and stuff but i didn't fall i I was feeling great i kind of you know after seeing you know after seeing my wife um and my daughter um and her friend and you know uh, ryan and ryan's wife and kurt and natalie and and mike and and ever the whole gang like everyone there it was 
it really, really lifted me up. And, um, and actually for my wife to even give me a kiss in the middle of a run, whew, man, that means a lot. <laughs> that's, that's true love. I'll tell you. Yeah, because you're all stinky and sweaty. And oh, yeah. I was, I, was just, I was a pretty sight, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, Dave, you know, that, that actually, I have a question I meant to ask you a little while back. Did you manage to pack enough toilet paper? Because it seems like you had a Oh, my gosh. I, yes, actually, um, I ran out as I the last movement happened. I literally was out. So, yes, I was running without toilet paper for about 15 kilometers. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's what I saved it. You know what though? There were enough leaves on the ground. Um, yeah, I, okay. I, but I, I yeah, nice. I, um, I made sure I, I brought some extra lube with me too. So, <laughs> cause I definitely, I definitely <laughs> needed it. That's for sure. Yeah. So yeah. So oh, I man. think when I got to about kilometer, I don't know. It was 45, 50. I think at kilometer 58, no, kilometer 50, 56 or 57, Steve had to, Steve had to go. Um, and yeah, I, you know, okay. I appreciated him being there and he was super, super helpful and grateful that he was able to be there. And uh, Ryan was running all the way back to town with me. So I had him um, to keep me going. And it was great because I started to try to do some recalculations in my head because so far I was pretty much dead on with every single kilometer. Every single thing on that map is bam, right exactly what it was in real life. I was pretty impressed. Um, except Except for kilometer 30. It actually turned out to be 31. But then somehow... I ended up losing a kilometer in there. I don't know. It was kind of weird, but anyways, it all worked out. But, um, at one section, like kilometer 58, I looked at Ryan, I go, Ryan, I, I think we got to run this loop one more time. He goes, I thought, I thought you were going to run this loop one more time anyways. And I'm like, yeah, I think so. And I, so it was at that point, then I'm like, I'm having a hard time trying to like figure this stuff out. And it was so cool to have Ryan there. So he helped me, you know, kind of calm down. Um, but yeah, I mapped it out. I'm like, okay, it's, I'm, I'm doing it correctly. So I ended up, I was about an hour behind by the time I got to kilometer 63. Because I had to run back over that river crossing that I did um, the first one at the wee hours in the morning. And I came back and oh my gosh, yeah, you, yeah. like seriously, I don't make this stuff up. When I got there... There was, uh, there was a Ford F one fifty. There was three Jeeps, and they had all gone um, um, mud bogging through that one section. It was that was all mud, and then they went through the riverbed, and then up on the other side, and uh, some gun, some guys holding a, a rifle in his hand, and I'm like, oh my gosh, where, am, where am I? You just you. You just walked into a horror like, movie there. <laughs> okay, okay. I hope the friendly. I hope the friendly, and um, and they were. It was fine. Yeah. But I get back up to to my car to where Julie, like my wife and my daughter, is at the aid station, and um, you know they had everything all ready for me. You know, my they, I did a change of shoes and new socks. Oh my gosh, that felt so good. Um, and then um, oh, I, I was leaving. And there is a guy with a rifle 
in his hand and I'm talking to this other guy. And then when I'm running, like when I get ready and I leave and I'm running away with Ryan and I kind of go, okay, wait a minute. I'm walking, I'm running away from my wife who I just left with some two total strangers who have a rifle. This isn't good. I got to go back. <laughs> so I was about to turn and go back. And then Ryan goes, what are you doing? I'm like, I got to go back. I can't let them just stay there like that. That's not good. And then I realized that um, they were actually driving right behind me. They had actually gotten in the car and they drove away. Like literally okay. as soon as I left, like as soon as I left, they were gone. And uh, I'm like, okay, well, at least yeah. it's okay. I don't have to worry about that. Cause I started to freak, started to freak out. Yeah. Well, well, at that point you're, you know, you're physically and mentally exhausted at this point. And you're like, you know, the rational mind, like those guys are probably just out there hunting or having a good time, whatever. Right. They're not out to hurt anybody, but uh, it's good that she was there behind you. Oh anyways, yeah, so absolutely. That, that put everything a peace of mind. So then I'm, I'm running down this, I'm running back to highway 89 so I can go over. Ryan goes running up ahead because he, he dropped hit his bag up there early, earlier on in the day. He had to do a shoe change because his feet were soaking. So then I eventually caught up and then yeah. passed him, kept on going. And then um, he caught up to me a little while later. And then a buddy of mine, Simon from Toronto, he had come up and he had his drone. So he had his drone up there and he was filming. He had some aerial shots, which was kind of cool. Nice. And I'll tell you, Sean, man, it was hard on those. On Now that I'm on road sections, hiking didn't seem like an option. Like, cause you're on a road, you're like, oh, I should be able to run. And so I'm kind of. Yeah. And you had, you had, you had mentioned that you were kind of anticipating that it was going to be yeah, difficult and it for was that hard, reason, man. right? It was hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, was, I walked eh? the hills, I ran the downs and the flats. Um, even if it was a slight incline, I would walk. It didn't matter. Like I ended up running through um, the estate subdivision that's kind of just behind no frills and 89 there i went running through there down iver street mm -hmm. <laughs> i waved he wasn't there but i waved at him um got to the end went through the path fiddle park uh -huh. the trail all the way up and then i started to kind of me meander my way through town now ryan had to leave at kilometer 72 um he had to leave but at kilometer 70 i picked up um, a buddy of mine dennis and so Dennis was on his bike and he actually biked with me from 70 kilometers all the way to the end, all the way, th all the way through town. So Wonderful. I, I had somebody with me from kilometer 45 all the way to the end. Like I, I had, That's I had awesome. somebody That's remarkable. at some point, which was really awesome. So the, um, the last 10 kilometers, I think, I don't, I don't even, it got to a point where I didn't even know what, I, what street I was on, like where my, like I couldn't remember my route anymore. Um, and I actually had, like I was running, I, and for some reason, Sean, I was going to be, I was running to your house. I kind of came up Gracie Street and I'm like, oh, I got to turn here and I got to, and I'm like, whoa, 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 where am I? Wait, wait, I got to stop. And I stopped. And I'm like, okay, stop, look at your phone, look at the picture that you took this morning of your route. And I looked and I'm like, oh, okay, I got to go this way. So I had to turn around, go the opposite way, 
work my way. I had to look, I think, about four times um, for like the last, yeah, for the last seven kilometers. I had to look at my route four times to make sure I was going the right way that I mapped out because I, I couldn't, th- I couldn't think, I, I couldn't remember which road I had to go on. It was the weirdest thing. Uh, the fatigue, the fatigue had really kicked in. Go figure. And then, and then I'm running on that yeah. trail that's by my house, um, uh, like where the where the Ultramar gas station is. There's a trail that runs kind of down, you know, yeah. parallel to Simon Street. So I crossed, I ran down past your house all the way over and down, and it was on that trail that I hit 80 kilometers. And I still had to run to my house because that's where basically the finish line was, which was another 400 meters away. So for the last 400 meters, I, I, I ran as fast as I could. And the pace that I was running on that last 400 was three minutes, 50 seconds. Wow. Considering yeah. <laughs> you had just been out for that long. You still yeah, it was, it was crazy. Eh? I wow, mean, I was just so grateful to see, like, honestly, my, like Julie was at the end and she was smiling and cheering and, and Katie and everyone. And I was just like, you, I'm just like, I am so happy to see you guys. You have no idea. And it was just, it was such a warm and embracing oh, feel. Man. It was, it was so incredible. I was just so, so happy, but it just, it just goes to show you that, you know, what fatigue can actually do to somebody's thinking when they're that tired and you've you pushed yourself to your limits because you go back to the beginning, it's dark, it's muddy, you're in the woods, there's trees and leaves everywhere, things look different, you're able to get by no problem. Well, you know, there was problems, but you got through it. Then you get to town, there's street signs, there's roads, there's sidewalks. Oh, yeah, like I, I absolutely... Going. Yeah, I mean, you would think that yeah. I would know where I'm going, right? You would think you would, I would know where yeah. I'm going, but I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't think. Yeah. <laughs> it was the craziest thing, though. Wow, man. So, you know, I feel like I just ran that whole thing with you. So, yeah. I'm check that off my list. Well, <laughs> we can always do it again. Yep. <laughs> yep. Have fun with that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. You know what, Dave? When, when, when training, when I have time to train and all that stuff, you know, we'll definitely do it again. Like we'll have to, you know, it's, uh, yeah, this is, this is huge. I mean, you finished your race, you got home. Yeah. It was a great feeling. Honestly, that's, that's the single handedly the hardest thing I've ever done. 12 hours, 39 minutes on your feet. Yeah. You know, that's elapsed time. Running time was 11 hours and 17 minutes. So Dave, um, going through that now and you're, you're, you're just a day like this happened yesterday um if you had time even if you had time to think about it is there anything you would have changed now knowing what it was like um i may have picked a a warmer month (laughs) to run it in um i mean it was a good temperature but it would have been nice if i didn't have to wear gloves and a vest and a long sleeve shirt and but saying all that I maybe maybe it was a perfect time because I wasn't worried about you know dehydration, right? Because I was peeing along the route, mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't hydrated ever. Um, so maybe that's a good thing, but you got to deal with all the rocks and the roots and the leaves with ice and mud. So that's the other side of it. I mean, I could have had a rolled ankle, like 
honestly, Sean, I could take a picture of my feet and you'd be like, you didn't do your run. There's no way you ran 80 kilometers. Seriously, I don't have a cut, a scratch, a blister. I have nothing. My feet are like pristine. And I have no idea how that even Wonderful. happened. Because the longest run I'd ever run was with wow. you. And that was a year ago uh, when we did our 50K. And to date, being to, like being time on feet, right? And the only other longest time I'd been on my feet mm. was about four, four and a half. It was two weeks, two or three weeks prior to my run. Well, I'm thinking quads and calves, most likely. Maybe some shoulders. Okay. My shoulders get sore when I do so that. here's the crazy thing. My calves are pristine. I can do calf raises. No, no problem. So a little sore, a little sore this morning. Not too bad. A little more, more, it's not sore, more stiff, right? Yeah. My quads, like right stiff. close to it, like just my quad, right on the, oh. Quads are sore, and then my shoulders. My shoulders are really, really. Yeah. And then, believe it or not, you know when you you bend your arm, like you have in front of you, and you do it as if you're like doing your bicep curls. It hurts. It 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 doesn't hurt a lot. Sure. But it feels like I've been doing like the flex arm hang. You know, in school when you hold onto the bar, and you, and it just feels tight. Because you've yeah. been running like that for so long. Well, yeah. If you think about it, in that running position, your bicep is contracted, right? Mm -hmm. Your arms are, your elbows are flexed, right? So, so the bicep's going to be contracted and sustaining that. Even though you're not holding any weights, you're still sustaining that for you know 12 hours and 39 minutes. So it's going to be and sore. The, you're going to get tissue. But the thing I don't sure. understand is it's, the 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 one the one. So I carried my GoPro with me the whole entire time. So the GoPro and the pole, okay, I carried with me. The hand that I carried it in is my right. Yeah. My right, it's not bad. My, it's, it's a fairly good. But my left arm, where my watch is on, that's the one that actually is kind of sore. <laughs> it's just... No kidding. Yeah, uh, exactly. Your, that's probably your right why. hand dominant though, right? <laughs> yeah. Most likely, yeah. But well, yeah. Still, it's it's it just goes to show you, right? And you know, this is only this is only day one. Just wait till tomorrow and the next day. That's when the exactly. That's why I'm getting. That's why we're getting up tomorrow, in. and I'm going for so, so. a nice little, a nice little walk. Um, not going, just regular walk. Um, and then maybe the following day, I'll do a little, uh, yeah. you know, two kilometer jog. <laughs> See, yeah, just get rid of the yeah, jog. Just, just shake it out for a bit, and right. uh, you'll be fine. Yeah. The best, the worst thing exactly. to do is just to sit and not. So do I don't anything. know what other questions you had for me, but I, I have a few things I can, yeah. I can. Yeah. Well, you know what, Dave? Um, to be quite honest, I just wanted to kind of hear your story and kind of let you just take us through everything that you experienced on that day, and I think you did just that. So if you have any other no, okay, uh, cool. thoughts or anything right. you want to follow um, up with, no problem. Um, let's hear them. Nothing too long, nothing too crazy, but for you know anyone who's thinking about you know doing an ultra. Um, the one I'll give you just a couple of words of advice. One is make sure you plan your route. Make sure you know where the heck you're going because even if you've run it so many times, things change and everything looks different. So just know your route. Um, is make sure you've got your your uh, nutrition dialed in. You know what you're going to be eating. You're trying it out a couple of days before or on your training runs when you're doing your training. I, I ended up with baby food and I, you know, I, I consumed baby food, which, and it was just different flavors, right? I mean, some had hundred calories, some had 140 calories, 
but I wasn't too worried about how many calories I was consuming just because I've been fat adapted for so long, you know, uh, based, based on heart rate. Um, I fueled a lot of it, to be quite honest, by my own, by my own self, you know what I mean? So yes, I had, you know, some, um, I think one potato at each of my three aid stations, um, you know, that was covered in salt, uh, a V8 at each one, um, like a small can of V8. I did have my regular electrolyte um, noon, and for the last um, for the last 20k, I had Tailwind um, the raspberry um, for the last 10 for, for the last 20k. Um, other than that, other than making sure you've got toilet paper, take bandages with you, extra glide. Uh, again, you don't know whether you need it, and just make sure that when you forget. Like when you feel like you're lost or you just feel like something's wrong, like then you're just before you start to panic, just stop. Just stop what you're doing, breathe, and then start to problem solve. Because, you know, the only one that you can count on is you, right? Like you're out there. You're the one doing this. And I found sometimes there may be too much stuff happening all at once. So with pacers, it's great because they'll just be quiet until you tell them that you need help and that it's great. <laughs> so Ryan and, uh, and Steve were great. They mm-hmm. great conversation, totally kept me engaged. Honestly, the miles literally just flew by. It was so, it was so awesome. And the other thing is, is let's just be quite open and honest with this. This wasn't a race. This wasn't a race. This was a run. This was a celebration of all of my achievements that I've been striving for in the last year. And I also just needed to deal with some of those demons. And I knew that they were there and they've been there for a long time. And I thought by running an ultra, inspire others to reach deep down and bottle their demons, right? And, uh, and yeah, I think I did all of those things. And uh, I've come out on the other end. Feeder ankles good just quads are sore shoulders are sore lower back a little bit sore bad though um a little bit of a headache um nothing too bad um it's better this morning it'll be gone by tomorrow i'm sure um but uh but yeah i mean being outside in that cold for all that time and uh would i recommend it to anybody absolutely hands down and learn a lot about who you are and what you can and what you can do because i personally think that people are stronger than what they give themselves credit for yeah i'd agree with that dave and uh a lot of a lot of wise words that you just shared with us and uh you certainly are an inspiration to a lot of people dave so keep that up and, and thank you for that yeah, i appreciate that keep sean i appreciate it so i've just uh i just did my one post on um on uh, instagram uh the plant powered runner underscore um, on there and I'm going to be sharing some more as the week goes on because again this is you're the first person I've talked to about all of this so I'm kind of processing it all as I've just spoken it all out um, and I'm working on um, a video for the yeah. plant powered uh, runner YouTube channel so that will be coming out um, probably by Sunday awesome so everybody hear that plant powered runner YouTube channel check out plant powered runner underscore on Instagram and uh, Dave will start dropping off uh, little photos here and little stories from his run. And uh, 
you got the exclusive right here on Trail Tales ARP. First time Dave got to talk through it all. And like I said, Dave, I was I was there with you, man, when you were sharing sharing the Well, I appreciate it, Sean. Awesome, dude. I was thinking of you, my friend. I was thinking of you. Dennis Dennis told me Dennis Dennis told me that you had to yeah, you, you had know, to run and you had some stuff you had to do. No problem. It's life, man. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, we had been te- we had been texting throughout the time saying, Do you know where he is? Do you know where he is? And uh I was like, I don't think I'm gonna be able to see him because I was hoping to catch you on the on the town part when you were in town here, and then I ended up having to skip town. We didn't get back till like oh wow, almost eight o'clock that yeah, night. So I, I was so tired last night that I could not sleep. And then from about one, no, until from about twelve until about two thirty, it was very very restless. All right, Dave. Well, listen, I hope you sleep like a baby tonight. And uh, you certainly did run wild yesterday, man. Rest up. Sounds like uh, a plan, dude. Thanks, Sean. Nice talking to you, bud. Take care. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Trail Tales, a running podcast. We appreciate your support. If you like the show, there's a few things you could do to help us out. You could subscribe to our feed. You could leave a review and you can share it with your friends. You can also follow us on Instagram at trail underscore tales underscore ARP, Facebook at trail tales ARP, and you can email us trail tales ARP at gmail.com. Run wild!